Coming to you from the Flex Fox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is The Weekly Show. I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and I'm joined once again, as always, by whiz kid Jeremiah Johnson. How are you, Jeremiah? I'm good, Nick. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Uh, unfortunately, handsome Jamil Hussan could not be here with us tonight. He has relatives here from the Philippines, apparently, so he is doing touristy stuff with them. But in his stead, we have Jathish. Uh, Jathish, do you have do you have any sort of nickname you'd like for the show? Not really. Okay, just a, just a Jathish is uh, fine with me too. Uh, so it has been another exciting week in the Flex Fox Fantasy Federation. Uh, there has not been another draft, but there's been a lot of a lot of little things uh, going on. But I think the biggest thing and the main reason Jatish is here tonight on this episode uh, is that we've been talking uh, and unveiled a revamped minor league system. So Jatish, tell us about what this new minor league system entails. Yeah, so the goal of the minor leagues is to ensure that teams can draft and develop prospects and watch as these prospects get better throughout you know a number of years. So... In accordance with this goal, what the league management wants to do is separate the league, uh, the minor leagues into the low and the high minors. So in the low minors, um, that consists of players that are owned by any, any MLB team that's under the level of AA, and you can keep them indefinitely. Every year, there will be a low minors draft where you can draft uh, five of these players. In addition to that, um, we're also going to have the high minors. So each team is going to have a high minor roster that during the season can be unlimited. But at the end of the season, you can keep eight of those guys. And that consists of players that are at AA or above until they become major league eligible. So that's kind of our summary of what we expect the new minor league system to look at. So if I'm... Well, I am. But if I'm an owner of people who are prospects that are close to the majors, mm-hmm. um, how would you recommend somebody such as myself um, view this change? All right. Why, so is, this, this, why is this better? So as I assume basically everybody knows, initially we were going to make the limit for high minors as being only five players. But then we looked at everybody's team and realized this would be too much of a restriction as, in effect, you'd kind of be cheering against your players becoming good. Because if too many players hit double A at the same time, you wouldn't be able to keep them. So we've decided to up this limit to a level of eight. Basically, aside from Ryan, there isn't a single team in the league that legitimately should be keeping more than eight players that are that would fall under the high minors. So we feel as if... Um, there won't be any teams that will really be negatively impacted or forced into not being able to keep players that they would otherwise get to keep. One of the main reasons why we decide to change the minors from being um, the original keep 10 in whatever level you want to this new system involving the low and high minors is that we felt that too many owners uh, were strongly incentivized to just drop all their prospects because if you dropped all your prospects, that would immediately give you the best picks in the upcoming draft. 
But the problem is that teams that are rebuilding are the teams that needed prospects the most. So what would happen is that the teams that were worst would end up with the worst picks in the upcoming drafts since they always had to keep more prospects. So in effect, our old system basically benefited good teams over rebuilding teams, even though that's the opposite of what a prospect system should do. I'm neither a proponent, really, or a detractor of this at the moment, because I just don't know enough about it. But as you've probably already answered this in Slack and other groups, but for people listening, um, for people such as yourself who did drop almost all of your prospects... Mm -hmm. I dropped um, everyone. Yeah, basically all of your prospects. And now have a minor league system full of low-level players. Um, How can they hope to compete with a system like that off the bat? How is that not unfair? This is a good question. I would say, in general, the system that we propose is going to make basically all prospects more valuable, whether they're low or high minors. So in the past, any prospect that wasn't good enough to be a first-round pick basically wasn't worth keeping because it was always better to drop everybody and try to draft you know, the best player available that just entered the MLB, like the Chris Bryants, the... Um, Alex Bregman's of the world because those would automatically be the best players available Mm -hmm. so the main reason why we want to make this change now is that if we don't do it now then in the future more and more teams are going to continue dropping all their prospects and drafting you know best guys available on and on and on so at some point we have to like the decision that we made to change the minors in this way had to happen at some point Now, I think the second part of this is whether or not it benefits some teams more than it does others. I don't really think this is the case. Um, It's true that some teams definitely have more low minors guys than others do, but in general, a lot of... So if you take my team, for example, a lot of my low minors guys are actually going to hit double-A relatively soon. Like Someone like Eloy Jimenez is probably going to be in the majors next year. So even though he's really, really young, he's still good enough to have been drafted. I think the general goal of this system is to allow players, like in the past, there was basically no reason to ever take like uh, somebody that was really, really far away, even though this would have been a good prospect. And I think that our changes to the minor league system will actually allow people to draft and develop prospects. And that's definitely one really good use of the minor league system. So, would you say one goal, then, is to have this low minors draft replicate the MLB draft of that year? As in, like, the auto draft lists could follow this? Yeah, the auto draft list is exactly going to be the MLB, you know, draft list. And this is actually good, because if you're an owner and you don't really want to spend that much time, you know, looking up who, like, the best 17 or 18-year-olds is, we can basically rely on the major league's judgment of these players and as a whole, the quality of the auto draft is definitely going to be a lot better now than what it used to be. Because, like, <laughs> the you know the fifth round of this draft, like, even though the last pick is you know the hundredth pick in the MLB draft, that's a third round pick. Like, that's still a really good player, better than you know the random relievers that people were drafting. <laughs> and you could still go off the board with the pick in the yeah, fifth round if you, if you wish. If you want to take like Dominican guys or you know the latest international free agent signings. By all means, go ahead. But if you're a team that doesn't really have the time to look into this, this system helps you more because now you have a better, you know, guide to go off of. 
well, just to throw in my two cents here a little bit, I mean, I think that either way, the minor league system uh, was going to come ahead to a head with this upcoming draft because, like, I also was someone who dropped all my minor leaguers before the draft on the basis that I'm if you know I could draft them back if I really wanted to because I didn't have a prospect who was better than the you know like a, a top 10 prospect basically uh, and so I think basically everyone had gotten wise to that strategy now uh, and that was gonna fuck up uh, the whole minor league system and so I and in fact if you look at my minor league prospects I basically drafted as shitty players as possible uh, who are going to hit the majors this season and basically kept it as a major league reserve team instead of developing any prospects. Because a guy like A.J. Puck, who was drafted in last year's draft in the real majors, I mean, he's a great prospect, but it's going to be in the minors for two, three, four-plus years, and I'm not going to sit around and wait for that. So I think in this new system, not only are you able to balance these two goals of having guys available for your major league team in the short term and uh, being able to develop guys for the long term, you aren't punished for going hard one way or the other. I think another thing, too, is... Sorry, go ahead. Um, if you really want to take relievers in the high minus draft, you still can't. Like, nothing's stopping you. And it's still, like, a viable strategy. You take, you know, five relievers, they hit the majors, you get those double-A picks back, you can keep doing it. So it allows, basically, um, the new system basically allows for multiple strategies because you could try one thing with your low minors and another thing with your high minors. I just was also. I also think that uh, it'll help make prospect systems like Ryan's way more organized and make him be able to keep more prospects than he was originally going to keep. Right. So if you want to develop prospects at the low minor level and then see which ones pan out into the double A level, you have that option. So mm-hmm. it it kind of allows you to play both sides of the card, Nick's side and say a rebuilding team side, and hopefully eliminates prospects like Tim Tebow from the system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and let's also not forget that you can still trade all your players. You can't trade picks, but if you want to just, you know, draft whoever, auto-draft your low minors draft, and then trade all those guys away, like, you have that ability. So nobody's forcing you to play a certain way or use your minor league system a certain way. It's just a better way of organizing your options. And if you trade away all your guys, you're still going to get 10 picks in the next draft, so nothing changed. Exactly. And you're not going to go to the front of the line because you decide to trade all your guys away. Mm-hmm. So, Because I do agree with you. The Fundamentally, I think this comes down to the point of you guys do not want a team going all in to try to win the, the Major League title by giving up all their prospects and then recouping that Major League top prospect, minor league top prospect, for the next draft that they could use to bolster their team, right? It kind of defeats exactly. the purpose of being good versus if you're a really bad team who's just developing prospects, you now have to wait behind that team and those bad teams will never become good. Yeah, I mean, it's true that like some teams are probably going to be more benefited by this in the short term than others, but like any change to league rules is going to do that. And if it's if you run into a problem where like the problem of good teams dumping all their prospects and immediately getting to draft the best one, like that's a huge problem. We have to deal with that at some point. So it's better to do that now than later. I agree. And just for some some people listening, when will this change 
potentially be taking place, and how does the if you want to outline the referendum process from the Constitution? Yeah, so the goal is for this change to come in effect basically this season, and ideally the next draft will... So the next draft will occur under the high-slash-low minor season. So we basically want it to go into effect immediately. For the referendum, um, some of the details haven't been completely worked out yet, but the question that will generally be proposed uh, is being written up by CAM, but it's basically, do you want to change it from our old system to a new one involving high and low minors uh, system? And we'll specifically mention that in the high minors, there'll be roughly eight keepers, and the low minors, you can keep anybody. So there are little tweaks that, you know, involve um, other parts of the league rules that might be associated with this that we don't exactly want to bring up in the co in the referendum because the main question is whether or not we want to make this change or not, and everything else will just fall into place. What percentage of the league has to vote for this for it to pass? Um, I believe it is. I don't know if we ever put that in the Constitution, but I would say it's over 50%. Okay, I was just curious, because when I read the Constitution, I didn't see it, so I was wondering if it was like two-thirds majority, 51%. Could be interesting. I, I don't think you'll have that much opposition, but I do know one gentleman who will oppose you. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's listening I do understand your points and I'm not saying they're wrong because I'm I really don't have an opinion on this but if more people think like this gentleman do then like it could be an interesting vote it'll definitely be an interesting vote I'm confident that all the league management is definitely very intrigued by how you know people will decide to vote and what will influence their decisions but I think as Chow pointed out in the slack uh, oftentimes, basically, it is very likely that regardless of the decision in the referendum, this is going to go through because it is absolutely a necessary change. So it is more of a symbolic vote than anything else. So are you saying, just to raise some controversy then, if the referendum did not pass, you would still pass this legislation regardless? Think of... Consider your previous experiences with how the Flexbox Fantasy uh, Federation has been run. Like, the league, I would say right now is probably like the epitome of how transparent the league has ever been. But generally, you know, changes to league rules have kind of happened pretty arbitrarily and at the discretion of league management. <laughs> and it is almost guaranteed that this is going to go through, like regardless of what happens. But we definitely want to hear from everybody, see what their opinions are. And like in this case specifically, um, the reaction from everybody to our initial proposal was actually really useful because it told us that, you know, the high minus limit of five was way too little. It would have screwed over, you know, half the week. So we definitely got something out of proposing this to the league first. Well, and can I also just add, and I mean, this is parting the kimono a little bit, so hopefully this doesn't get me in trouble with the other league commissioners, but like mm -hmm. the discussions over reforming the minor league system have been ongoing for well over a year now. Basically, since the minor league system was first introduced, we've been talking about how to either fix it in the short term or just make it better overall. And there's been a lot of debate, a lot of back and forth. Uh, I mean, I can attest to, you know, there were a bunch of different proposals being made. And we settled on this one because 
for all of our perspectives, it's the one that works the best and accomplishes the goals the best and, frankly, in the long run, makes the league the best it can be. Uh, And so if there are some individual owners who don't like this change, I mean, I would would encourage them to present me uh, and others with a, a better proposal because I think it's become clear at this point that continuing with the existing system is untenable. It's not going to work. It's too easily abused to be of, of value in the long term. Uh, and so that makes change inevitable, but we want to make the change the best it can be. And so if that means making uh, eight major league keepers an option, then you know, then we're happy to do that. Or at least I'm happy to do that. Uh, and so really it's just about maximizing how good the system can be for everyone. And I think if some of those owners look past the short-term impacts on their own teams uh, and maybe look at the broader implications for the league uh, and work to create the best system for everyone and for the league in, in and of itself, uh, then I think it's pretty easy to reach a consensus that this new system uh, is, is pretty good. I think just to play devil's advocate, though, and and I'm not uh, I'm not going to pretend to know what Aiden's thinking in this case, but <laughs> um, like like many changes that arbitrarily did come before Aiden entered the league and before I entered the league as well. Um, one, of, for example, the main one I remember is the relief pitching nerf after a certain team built a whole bullpen and was extremely successful through that. Um, someone exploits this inherently, right, and benefits from this from this rule inherently before it's changed by league management. And I think Aiden's, one of his complaints or main points is that there are people who have benefited from this, potentially even the people making the change. Um, And so in his view, it's not really about whether you're going to be disadvantaging some groups over others no matter what. It's more the fact that there have been people benefiting from this. And it's, it's not him, frankly, but there has been someone who has exploited this before we decided to change it. Well, if we're talking about the rule that we just instituted, like a lot of the league was, you know, dropping all their guys. I did it. Cam did it. Jeffrey Chow did it. I think Nick did it. Michael Kaminsky did it. Uh, Garth did it. Like it's almost at least a third to half of the league. So it doesn't really like there are so many people that have taken advantage of this and you can't really signal out any one person. That's that's true, yeah. I mean, like even Wesley had one keeper, but that wasn't because Wesley like was gonna draft people. It's because Wesley sure. like made trades and then was too lazy to ever acquire more prospects. I agree, but it still you know, ended up benefiting him. Well, and I would also add, like, no matter who you are, the person that is screwed over most by this new system is probably me, mm-hmm. uh, and I am the person the most in favor of it. I I don't care. I love it. Why do you think and that you're honestly, the most over? Like as far as you know, lead changes go. I guess this. I think your point about um, people taking advantage of a system and then changing it probably applies a lot more to when we you know made the huge changes to how much relief pitching was nerfed. Because for that, like nobody was really consulted, even though that massively changed the dynamic of the league. Now we can definitely say that it's for the better that. You know, like, you can't just always stream starters and succeed based off of that. But if you consider the decision-making process that went on here, it's definitely a lot more egalitarian than some of the events that have occurred in the past. And as Nick was mentioning earlier, like, 
if anybody that has problems with this system comes up with alternate solutions that work even better, like we're all ears. I, th I think another thing that's important to remember for, for anybody that is considering opposing this is just that for the long-term health of the league, like as has been mentioned in Slack, I think there's, there's 20 owners, I mean, objectively, management can say that they like or trust. And therefore, they have to start looking at rules of the league because ultimately the league has to be around a long time. That's what everybody would like. So, I mean, the mandatory fee was a rule change that was kind of, we could argue, arbitrarily instituted like this that is ultimately designed to benefit the league and help finance the league long-term, right? So in a, in a situation like that, I mean, the mandatory fee was kind of opposed, right? I, if I remember right, it, people did oppose it. But ultimately, like, there was no referendum, there was no vote, nothing like that. And it was all for the benefit of the league long term hmm. even if it disadvantaged certain people who could pay the fee or couldn't pay the fee or had already won free entrance so yeah but I well and I also think you make a good point Jeremiah that I mean take this change like any other change with a grain of salt like altering the minor league system is a change but it's not radically defining the whole league it's not this you know big upheaval and so while it's great that people are invested in this and they want to make sure the system works and is fair like at the end of the day the general effects of this aren't going to be as wide-reaching as people might think right now yeah exactly i, I feel like some some people think that this is going to greatly impact how the minor leagues work and i don't think you're going to see that different of a change than than anything else right like insert rule change from the past i mean has it drastically overhauled the league i mean really the relief uh, pitching thing really did but again it was for the better and with good intentions and another thing that might be overlooked at the moment is that you know one of the best days of the league is draft day and this change basically means that everybody can participate. Because even if you have 10 keepers, you still get to make picks. So I think if we look at the general excitement level of our league, it you know keeps more owners invested because you don't have to you know automatically skip over the day where the minor league draft happens because everybody can participate now. Mm -hmm. And it also gives a reason for the most dedicated owners to stay dedicated <laughs> Uh, even if they've got a lot of good minor leaguers. You can always be looking at some of those uh, new top prospects for the low minors draft. <laughs> yeah, and it encourages people to research um, research even more, I mean more in depth and, and just more quantitatively than they currently do. And I mean, it doesn't really penalize anybody who doesn't choose to do so, which, I mean, as we can see through the major and minor league auto draft, you're severely penalized under the current system for not either A, being at the draft, or B, researching adequately enough, because, I mean, in the minor league draft, we saw basically all the top picks from the MLB draft this year go to the people that researched them, and in the major league draft, people who weren't there basically drafted those major league or minor league prospects and were penalized by losing their prospect or their picks, so... I just think it really combines the positives that the league's striving for and taking away as much negative as possible. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, overall, I'm neutral, but in a referendum, I would vote for this. Obviously, I think Chatish would, would vote for this as, yeah, as league management. <laughs> yeah, like we're I'm in a we're in a show here with two members of league management and me, but as a person who's not part of league management and neutral, I think that you if you're thinking about, um, sorry, in general, no, no, I just, I just haven't like come across a convincing argument against this. Like that's all I can say. Like there's nothing. Nobody has shown why this is a bad change. And that was the moment I accidentally prematurely ended the recording of the episode. Hi there, this is Nick the Man Penner coming to you from slightly after when we just recorded that to say, uh, unfortunately, that will be the end of this episode of The Weekly Show. We had uh, a couple issues uh, there at the end uh, that are entirely my fault, but rest assured that we will be back uh, in full form next week. I know this one was a bit of a different episode. Did not talk so much about things that had happened in the league, so much as just the minor league system and its reform. But hopefully you all found that to be an informative discussion. I know I really appreciated hearing Jathish sort of explain a lot more of the motives behind this new system. And yeah, if you have any questions about anything that was said on this episode, feel free to send any of us uh, a message on Slack or on Facebook. Otherwise, uh, from all of us here at Flexbox Broadcasting, good night and good baseball.